0: Hey, welcome to Transform Your Workplace. It's your host Brandon Laws. Thanks for the download today and tuning in. Today's episode is brought to you by Zenium HR. Learn more about Zenium's HR consulting and payroll processing services at zeniumhr.com. All right, today's episode is with Lizzie Williamson. She is all the way from Sydney, Australia, and we talk about how most of us, when we're working from home, get pretty stagnant. We are sitting around all day feeling tired, unmotivated, lack of energy, all of those things. So this episode is for you and those who you support who may be struggling about getting up and moving. Lizzie is the founder and author of The Two Minute Moves. So this episode is all about getting up and moving and supporting our mental health. Hope you enjoy the episode. Reach out to me on Instagram. LinkedIn, Twitter, any of those places, I'm there and happily read your direct messages and love connecting with you. So reach out to me there. And if you haven't subscribed yet on Apple Podcasts, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We'd love to have you as a longtime listener. Enjoy, and I'll talk to you next week. Lizzie, it is a pleasure to have you on the Transform Your Workplace podcast. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Rand. I'm so happy to be here from all the other side of the world.
0: (laughs) It's so exciting. Yeah. Tell listeners where you're coming from
1: right now. I'm coming from Sydney, Australia. So from down under
0: amazing so yeah it's 3 p.m over here in portland oregon united states and it's what 8 a.m for you right now so we're we're literally on different sides of the world right now
1: don't you love it
0: i i I do love it it makes work pretty fun when you can talk with people across the world so it's it's exciting that's for sure i wanted to talk about the sedentary lifestyle and, and work style that is happening to a lot of us right now. I, I wanted to just ask you, what is the cause of that? Is it just the way work is happening nowadays? Is it COVID? Is it a mixture of all those things? Why do we sit all day?
1: Well, since COVID, we've reduced our physical activity by average of 32%. We've increased our screen time by 38%. And I think it's a combination. I think we were sitting... A lot before COVID anyway. We're sitting there, we've sort of got, you know, so much work to do and we just go, right, go, 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 let's power it out and get it done. But with COVID, what's happened is we've also now got back-to-back meetings, we are often working from home, so we've got less incidental exercise. So that means we used to get up and go and see a colleague and go to a meeting somewhere or even the commute, we'd often just have to get out of the car and walk somewhere or public transport, so we've lost that. Our movement is now limited because we're so often on these virtual video calls and we have to stay in this one position so we can be seen on on the video. And I think there's just this expectation now that when we're often working from home, working remotely, the the boundaries from when we are starting work to ending work is sort of all a bit blurred. I just think it's kind of in us now that we just sit down, we chain ourselves to the computer and the desk in a way and we just work, work, work and we think that's kind of the best way to get stuff done is just to to go, go, go but unfortunately our bodies don't think that, our brains don't respond best to that kind of work but it's very much what we conditioned ourselves to do
0: yeah I think what's fascinating about you know being maybe being in the office or or going to a place of work versus working at home is what you said there's like you're going from meeting to meeting and in past times that might have meant like going from one conference room to an office or to your car to a meeting so there was like at least with the transition time there was standing up and walking around versus now. I might get off a Microsoft Teams call and then go to a Zoom call and I don't have any transition time in between. So I'm sitting the entire time and I I feel like people are probably doing that same thing. They're, They're just knowing how easy it is to click a button to go to a meeting and they're not even leaving any transition time for them to take a break or walk around. I mean, are you seeing that?
1: Definitely. That's such a big part of it, that whole idea of how we've got no time now, we're so busy, the back-to-back meetings. Then you've got the other part of it, what's happened with COVID is the mental health aspect of it. Many of us suffering with our mental health more than we were. A third of people have reported that since COVID, their mental health has suffered. And so when you're not feeling very good as well, I know from my own experience, that makes it harder often to actually be motivated to be physically active, to have little moments of self care in your day. Also, when you're feeling a bit more disconnected from everybody, then that has a, a negative impact on the way you feel, which then has a negative impact on how much you, you know, you put your oxygen mask on, you decide to take action for yourself and do something.
0: What are the signs that we're sitting too much or not getting enough movement? Is there things that happen to our body? Is it something mentally? Like, What's your experience about like the signs that pop up?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the first sign is when your body starts talking to you. Sometimes we don't listen to it. We just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. I'm at the end of the week, I'm just lying on the floor on my back in agony, you know, uh, that's a sign that you probably haven't been in enough movement. Our bodies are designed to move. And when we're sedentary, when you've got your body in the same position for a long time, you feel it sometimes when you stand on up. You feel, oh gosh, you feel the creaks, the crunches, the aches, the pains, everything gets stiff and tight, our muscles, our joints become inflexible, and you can see how that makes us so much more susceptible to injuries and to and to pain as well, so your body will give you signs, it could even be as simple as. Oh, my, my shoulder's starting to feel a bit sore. My neck—maybe I'm getting a bit of a bit of a, a headache. I'm feeling my lower, like lower back. That's a sign that your body needs to start moving a little bit more and get out of those. Positions When your brain starts to, to get a bit foggy as well, maybe you're not focusing as well as you normally do, maybe you can't come up with those ideas that you're wanting to, you're kind of just struggling, our brain is built to detect and respond to change. It's not built to have a task that goes on for hours and hours. So one of the best things you can do, studies have shown, is just take just like a brief mental break and the, one of the best ways to do that is to look away from the computer. Computer, do a few stretches, that type of thing. And then when you get back to your task, you're able to focus better and for longer periods of time. And then it's also what happens when that oxygen starts flowing to your brain. We've got this little great little thing in our brain called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. And what happens when we are physically active, That that hormone in there, it allows your brain cells to talk more effectively to each other. It's like a fertilizer for your brain. It also actually grows more brain cells, which is good news for some of us who may have um, have lost some. And, <laughs> yeah. and so, so therefore, that's all happening up there because you've got your body moving and you sit back down and you've increased your creative output by 60%, according to a study at Stanford University, and those creative juices continue to flow. So the signs are body gets a bit achy, you just don't feel like you're able to work in a really productive kind of way. And then, also, uh, when you're physically inactive, you really do increase your risk of depression and mental health. I think there's um, studies show that increases the risk of 47%. So, if you start to feel your mood going down, if you start to feel a bit flat. We have inside of us these fantastic hormones, endorphins, you've probably heard of them, serotonin and when we get a boost of those that helps counteract cortisol which is our stress hormone. And lastly, if you start to feel tired that is a huge sign that your body needs to move. And often we start to feel tired and we think, right, third cup of coffee, sugary snack.
0: I was about to say that, like if if somebody gets tired, they're more likely to grab a cup of coffee or something like that.
1: So that puts us on, because we go up, we've got the sugar and then what comes up must go down again right so you can imagine a roller coaster ride um and so we go up and down and that also plays havoc with our mental health as well and our anxiety and stress so one of the best things to do in that situation is to stand up and even just have a bit of a walk on the spot move your body in in some way like stand up sit down times 10 something like that because what happens when we get our heart pumping through physical activity, our heart is able to deliver oxygen, which is energy more efficiently to our our bodies. And that's why we get more energy when we sit back down.
0: When it comes to structuring some of this in our day, I mean, I can imagine people are listening and they're thinking like, oh, this all sounds nice to do, but like, I'm back to back to back, like, what am I supposed to do? what could you do from a scheduling standpoint or any of the tools that you would use to make sure that you're remembering to stand up once in a while, to stretch, to have, get physical exercise? I mean, what are, what are some tips that you might have for that?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I know it is, it's so easy to, to say, you can hear it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got to do that. But it's, for some reason it's so challenging for us to do. We're so much more naturally inclined just to sit and be and be sedentary. And when I talk to a lot of teens and things, and what I tend to say to them is, choose one time in your day that you are going to disrupt your sedentary sitting. Everyone tends to say, right, every half hour, every hour, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to this and I'm like, just let's just bring this back and choose one little thing because I think what happens when we set these big goals and these big expectations, your alarm goes off at every hour, but you're in the middle of an email. Oh, I'll do that later. And then your alarm goes off for the next half hour and you're in the middle of the meeting and it doesn't suit. So if it works for you, definitely those alarms, those little alerts every hour or so, but they just become so easy to ignore, right? So if you can just start with one time in your day, and I think one of the best times to do it is with meetings, and this is what I'm seeing a lot with teens, is if they can integrate this into a meeting that they're doing together, even at the start of a meeting do all right we're just going to get up and do a bit of a stretch out reach our arms up to the ceiling just look side to side roll the shoulders back have a bit of a twist of the spine uh sit back down that's a great place to do it but also if that doesn't work for you and your teens, it's also that's a fantastic way to boost a bit of connection and teamwork and have a bit of fun and put on a song I do that a lot for for companies but another great little moment to do it is in that between the back to back meetings. So you might say, I don't have time. I'm going straight to my meeting. You could just say, okay, in between meetings, I am just going to stand up, reach my arms up to the ceiling and sit back down. Boom. So making a little habit, Attaching a little habit to something you're already doing, like meetings, is often I find much more effective than the alerts, the reminders. And if you can somehow build this into your meeting, your team culture, then you're totally on your way. And it can be such a great way to have a bit of fun as well if you get that good song happening. That's definitely what I suggest. Keep it super simple, super small to begin with, so small that you think, oh, that's not going to do anything. I mean, that's what I thought when I first started doing these these two-minute moves when I was really struggling with postpartum depression. I just thought, all I can do is two minutes. It's not going to do anything. But it actually turns out that those little things that we do consistently do actually start to to add up, to create a ripple effect, to change the way that you work, to change the way that you think of yourself sitting down the whole day because you start to really crave that feeling of taking that moment for yourself to move.
0: Hey, it's Brandon here with a quick sponsor break. Are you making any of these common HR mistakes? Fragmented company culture, inconsistent communication, do-it-yourself diversity and inclusion initiatives, HR and business operations existing in silos. Like, do any of these sound familiar? Well, if so, you're not alone. These are HR challenges we see all the time, and our free ebook at Zenium is here to help you get past these mistakes. Our latest book breaks down seven common HR mistakes and outlines the steps you can take to step up your people strategies. Download it today and see how a strong HR strategy can help your people and your company thrive. Download it now at zeniumhrcom forward slash HR hyphen mistakes. That's zeniumhrcom forward slash HR hyphen mistakes. Now back to the show. The interesting thing about you know trying to make it a habit, it's a lot easier when you try to pair it with something. like it, it, For example, you were talking about meetings or um, in between meetings, you would just stand up and maybe stretch to the ceiling or something like that. I think it's easier to build a habit like that if you did it at that time every point in the day. And I think it just becomes automatic at some point. Like, I know a lot of people do walking one-on-one meetings with their manager. And I think if you had a one-on-one every time and you know, like, oh, okay, I'm going to walk every time I'm doing this. Like that, I think that would be a lot more sticky than just trying to remember to do it or having some alert on your watch, just try to remind you to do it. I I just don't know if it's going to stick as well.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing with habits, isn't it? you sort of got to have that little trigger, that reminder. Then you've got the routine, which is sort of the standing up, everyone, let's just all have a little bit of a walk on the spot. And then you've got to have that reward at the end. So that's when it's as simple as just sort of a moment to say to yourself, Yes, I did that. That felt great, great. Or if you're doing it together as a team, sort of, you know, doing some you know, some virtual high fives, if you're on a virtual meeting or something, or someone there saying, well done team, we've taken this little moment to, to disrupt this sedentary sitting, to take care of our physical health, to put on our oxygen mask, well done. Your brain gets this little hit of dopamine and then it thinks, oh, I'm looking forward to doing that again.
0: I'd love to talk about you for a second, if we could. You'd mentioned that you had postpartum depression. Is this how you got into this kind of work?
1: Yes. I had it when I had my second child, actually, my second daughter. She was a baby. I had a toddler. And I'd already been a professional dancer. So I used to love to move. It was just brought me so much joy. And when I went through this, I... Got myself, I was in this mental place that I really felt very incapable of taking any action. I felt so, so, so stuck. And I thought because I couldn't, and I think this is sort of a good and similarities I found with COVID and all everything that we're going, we've gone through and we're going through this that trapped. And I couldn't walk out the door whenever I wanted to and go to my gym class I used to go to. I couldn't just go for a walk. I was you're, just, you
0: are know, scaring away the non-parents right yeah. now that are thinking about having kids. You're <laughs> scared, you're scary. You're scary yeah. Okay, it's the it's the reality. It though. is, That's it's the
1: reality. Cool. And you know, and I was in a yeah, terrible, terrible headspace. And so when I did finally go to my doctor, which did take me quite a long time because I actually felt really ashamed that I couldn't actually get myself out of this. No matter what I would tell myself, I just couldn't do it. And so when I went to her, she gave me my treatment options, but she also said to me that oxygen mask analogy, you need to put your oxygen mask on first before assisting others. And and there's something about that and I heard that and went, okay I've got to do something my whole family here everything is falling apart and so that's when I decided I was going to start to do some home workouts and I thought that home workout was going to look like a 20 minute workout every day when my kids were watching Sesame Street but of course it doesn't work out like that when you've got kids the moment you start doing something for yourself they it's just their little radar goes off mum's doing something for herself quick scream out scream out and so I, the first time I did it which was a really really hard moment to bring myself to do it but. I I was pretty determined. It only lasted for a few minutes, what I got to do, before my daughter screamed out to me. But there was just something in that moment. I thought, okay, I can come back and do this again tomorrow. And so that's what I did. And I just decided just to say to myself, just do two minutes. Two minutes is all you have to do. And I could convince myself to do it. And I started to feel that I was actually achieving something. And then very, very slowly, that created a bit of a a ripple effect and I started to get more help and and do all those things that you need to do in that situation when you have got really struggling with your mental health reach out to health professionals and but what happened at that time over those months was I realized I was so stuck in an all or nothing mindset when it came to exercise that if I couldn't walk out the door and do an hour, if it wasn't going to be a certain intensity or change my body, whatever, then I just didn't do anything. And I realized, wow, why don't I just do a little two-minute moment here, a little another moment there. When I'm at my kitchen bench, do 20 push-ups. When I'm brushing my teeth, do some squats. When I'm flossing my teeth, do a wall squat. When I'm at my computer, um, stand up, sit down. When I put on a song, have a, have a little move around, have a little dance, a bit of a walk on the spot or a jog on the spot even. And I just blew my mind how this different mindset was making such a difference to the way I felt and that's where it started to grow when I got a book and started doing a lot of TV and and then I was, you know, then I started to see this thing about people sitting for so much and maybe this could really find a nice little place inside the, the workplace and conferences and things like that and that's what's happened.
0: Oh, thank you for sharing that story. It's amazing to hear that you started moving around, you got help that you needed, and then you were able to get out of that. How long do you think it took to, to really get over the postpartum depression and really start feeling better about like you weren't trapped anymore?
1: I felt like I really started coming out of a very, very black, dark cloud after about six months. It was like a slow, slow swim out of it. You know, the horrible voices in my head, that side of things started to dissipate. And slowly, it's just like a slow, you know, upward spiral, but just all these little action steps. And it's like us now, you know, in our day, it's so easy to think, oh, I mean, she's telling me to stand up and sit down 10 times or have a walk on the spot. Really? That's not going to do anything. I need to be able to go out and do my gym class and do a walk. But then all the emails come in, a deadline comes in, you've got a sick child, your boss needs you to do something, whatever. And then so that doesn't happen. So you just think, oh, I can't do anything. And you miss out on those little moments to bring a bit of energy and even joy into your day.
0: I couldn't even imagine you not having the energy or joy because every time I've seen you, whether it's on video or there's pictures of you and you you even sent me a, a video message when we first connected on Instagram. And you're just got this big, beautiful smile and you've got tons of energy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this person has so much energy. I've got to connect with her. And I couldn't imagine a time where you're, you're not feeling like that. So I'm so happy that these exercises, the movement, the getting professional help to all got you out of that. So what are you doing for, uh, you're, you're obviously talking to workplaces and probably leaders of companies. What are you suggesting that they do for their people to help get them to move? Cause I imagine, I mean, they care about their people. They care about. Bottom line productivity, and if people aren't moving and don't have the energy, there's no way that they're productive. So this is in their best interest to get them <laughs> moving. I would imagine. What are you telling them if you get a chance to talk with them?
1: When I am on a virtual meeting, so say I am doing a you know a workshop, so or getting everyone moving in some little way, even if it's like for a little five minute snippet, whatever. When the the leadership, some people from leadership are on those meetings and on those calls, that is such a game changer. I did one yesterday and the CEO was on and she said, everybody, camera's on and we're going to do this together. And so, oh, okay, everyone had to put their cameras on because the CEO told me. And then they saw the CEO, um, or the head of HR, everyone was there um, doing it and showing that we're doing this, therefore we are giving you permission To take a couple of minutes out of your day to actually look after yourself. I think that is just such a huge one when you get that leadership, that buy in, and it's giving everyone permission to do it. Because I think often, you know, it can be sitting at home and feel like, oh gosh, no, I can't, I can't take this little, great to move because I've got to really keep going on everything and oh gosh I'm not sure if I'm really you know subconsciously allowed to do that so I think that's a big thing and and I think I always say to to leaders and and HR let's give everybody a really good case of why this is so important some people really love to hear the the stats the research the why is this so important and and it's such a nice way for them to show that they care about everyone like you're saying and then after they know you know got the business case here is the most simplest ways that you can do it and we're not expecting you to do this 8 times a day just saying let's all you know do this even together once a day even start once a week and if cuz once you start doing it once sat there getting up moving a little bit together it does feel quite great it's nice to have a laugh together as well it's such a nice moment of connection between teams especially if you're working remotely but even when you're together in the office I remember when I was working for, for KFC and they started putting on a song in the office in their head office on a Friday afternoon and that was everyone's cue just to to get up, have a little bit of fun, have a bit of a Friday dance off and I know lots of teams I've worked with as well started doing that on a Friday meeting. So it's very easy to do, very easy not to do, but if you can do it together and lead by example I think that's going to really, really help your team embrace this idea that they really, really do need to get off their chairs so that they keep their their bodies happy and that's going to lead to a whole lot less you know sick days and all that kind of stuff they need to keep their their brains and their mental health at a really good state so that they can be productive and and engaged and also just for the the long-term health benefits as well of disrupting sedentary sitting is so vital for people
0: you made a comment earlier about putting on your oxygen mask first. And I mean, that that's a perfect illustration and comment because I think, you know, a lot of people listening and are people leaders or their HR professionals who are supporting other people all the time. And it's and the why behind all this is it's truly like, look, if you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of other people? So this, the sedentary stuff, like if you, if you're not moving and walk around and you don't have the energy to support other people, like you're not going to be successful, so that's the why, isn't it?
1: Definitely, because it's it isn't just about you, it's also about. I know when I have a bit of a sedentary day, I find I'm so much crankier with my kids at, at night time. I feel like I do, you know, uh, because and it's it's um what's happening. It's chemical. It's it's not just like a woo-woo thing. In my brain, I haven't been able to manage the, the, the stress hormones and the feel-good hormones and all of that kind of stuff. I also feel like I don't have as much to give, much energy to give to those people that I am working with and for. And that's so important, I think, as a team member to be able to bring our best selves to work, to be able to have that energy and that motivation to be able to really give something extra to our colleagues, to our clients, our customers, to each other. And It's just a really, really great little tool. It's a bit of a piece of the pie. There's sleep, there's good food, there's all those other things. But if you can get movement and physical activity into that pie, it really does help when it comes to to giving to others as well.
0: So this is a, an audio only podcast, but I'm curious if there's a way you could describe some of your favorite little micro exercises, two minute moves, however you want to describe it. And maybe there's an opportunity to, to point to some videos that you might have demonstrating some of the exercises.
1: Definitely. So it's important to remember that this isn't just about sitting. So if you might say, okay, well, I'll just stand up for the day. But this is about movement. Standing up in the same position in the whole day isn't great either. So if you're even on your chair, doing a little bit of chair yoga. So that is as simple as you start from your head and go down to your feet. So you want to stretch your neck out. How you do that? You just look from side to side. This gives your eyes a little break from the screen. You roll your shoulders back.
0: I'm doing all of these things right now.
1: <laughs> good, good, good. You take one arm up to the ceiling and then the other arm, and that stretches out the side of your body, which stretches your lower back. You take a little twist to look around behind you, and then a twist to look back behind you the other way. You might then lift one knee up and the other knee up so that you are loosening up your hip flexors, which get really tight. And then you might do a little roll out of your ankles each way, and then a roll out of your wrists each way. And then if you're wanting to get up, I've mentioned this a couple of times, that standing up, sit down, that activates your glute muscles, your core muscles. Those things get very weak when you're sitting down for a while. So you just do a stand up, sit down. When you stand up, you might like to reach up to the ceiling. You might even like to bring your heels up. And then once you're up, a really nice one to do is imagine there's a person either side of you that you are giving a high five to and you're going to reach around one side and then reach the other side with your hand pressing out like you're giving them a high five so you're twisting through your spine and then of course there is that getting that oxygen flowing so you want to get your heart rate up a, a little bit so you could do that by finding a wall doing a few push-ups on the wall doing a little walk on the spot but imagine the ground is super hot you and turn that into a little jog and you just need to do that even for a few seconds a couple of minutes and and you'll sit back down and, and think oh gosh that's so great I did that and if you do that each day of your week you get to the end of the week and go oh I've done 100 push-ups this week I've done 200 squats on t- towards back towards my chair when I'm doing that standing up and down you can see how it starts to add up
0: yeah I love that. Lizzie Williamson, it's been such a pleasure to have you on, on the show. You're the founder and author of Two Minute Moves. Where can people learn more about you, any of the work that you're doing, how to get in touch with you, or, or even some of your content with some of these exercises you're talking about?
1: Oh, yes. I'll, I'll make sure that, that they're all there. You'll see all of those little workouts I've talked about, but I've got hundreds of them. The best place probably to go is com, TWO minute moves, or the number two will get you there as well. If you're an Instagrammer, it's two minute moves, TWO minute moves, and YouTube, the same thing as, as well. So, and also connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd really, really love to hear if there is something that you've heard from this interview that you think, oh yeah, I could integrate this into into my workday, into my team's workday. Or if there's something you think, oh, I'm just, I've listened to this, I'm not exactly sure still what to do, uh, reach out and I'd be so happy to send you some videos directly that might be able to help.
0: Lizzie, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you, Brandon.